All right, (laughs) y'all. I thought I'd start with an all right, y'all, instead of hello. (laughs) Uh, This has been my prologue. Is it a prologue at the beginning of a book? It is. Yeah. I never, or a preface. I never used to read those things, but here we are. Okay, so (laughs) I'm doing another solo podcast, and my apologies for such a break between podcast episodes. I have been really busy, which if you know any Pisces in your life or double Pisces or people who have strong Pisces placements, we don't like to be busy (laughs) or rushed or pushed into things. Um, it's that Neptunian energy, right? We want to kind of go with the vibe and we're mutable water. So here we are, right? Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit today, of course, about the upcoming fall, similar to some of the stuff that I talked about last time, and also different ways to connect with spirit, uh, and different ways to connect with spirit, uh, with a grounded nervous system, and go into that check-in a little bit. You know, I was just listening to a really lovely podcast about our Pluto return here in the U.S., which is basically a reductionist way of saying it is where Pluto was when the United States, like, incepted as um, a country, um, you know, and I'll say it that way, but, you know, when when we were created, right, um, in that way. And so... The Pluto return, right? So we can think of Pluto as this outer planet that connects to, um, you know, it's kind of funny when we think of Pluto as not having an impact when it really, really, really can. Uh, We can think of generationally, we've talked about this a lot, my Pluto's in Libra, it's a little more Gen X, it's a little bit more of that connection to, um, you know... (laughs) Actually, my astrology friend, Will, who we had on, was like, you know, seeking justice that will probably never be found, <laughs> which was a really good way of putting it, right? Uh, this Libra feeling to it as we are in the throes of Virgo sun season, but we've got our Mercury and our Venus and Libra right now. So I don't know why I'm saying our, like there are planets, but here we are. So, and thinking about this kind of culminating in February 2022, Uh, And connecting this to, I was listening to a podcast that was connecting to this sense of like fear and projected fear. And we're seeing this like play out, right? What people are talking about, the spiritual war, all of this, like we're seeing certain things play out um, that, you know, are are really, really rocking us out of this space of what Ray and I constantly talk about, this space of neutrality and not neutrality in the sense of apathy. I want to be really, really clear about that because neutrality is a space that we hold because we are able to hold it all but not let it all wash us away, right? We are still able to hold it all but not let it all wash us away. That's a double Pisces saying that, right? So there's this sense that we are really trying to hold on, like my guides are right now showing me like a buoy, like I've got to hold on to this buoy in the ocean or I'll float away and I don't know what's coming. I don't know if there are sharks in the water, you know, I don't know if there's a big whale coming that, you know, I can just be kind of like, you know, tossed away and into the ocean that kind of feel to things as well. It's hilarious. Rhea is actually calling me right now. She knows I'm recording. Um, 
So when it comes to all of this and how to orient our nervous system, yes, we can use these like, I'm going to use the term superficial terms of staying centered, staying grounded, uh, even neutral, keeping the peace, whatever wording we want to use there as well. But I really, really loved this podcast I was just listening to um, and it had the astrologer Michael Luton on it and I'm not familiar with him. A friend sent it to me and At one point in the podcast, he said, at the end of any war, you have to step over the dead to shake hands with your enemy. And it really, like, I actually paused the podcast, right? Uh, One of my core desired feelings, I've done that um, with Danielle Laporte long, long ago, was profound, right? A very profound moment of like, right, we have to step over the dead to shake hands with the enemy at the end of any war, right? Like, it's this sense that... (laughs) We have to understand these dynamics, right? And it's not about aligning with one side or the other because that really is simply the reflection of the disconnect within, right? We've got this disconnect within that is we are sometimes, because we're human, right? Our human brain going into or what some people would say our ego brain But what I like to think of is our human brain, right? We're in this human realm. And if we only resource in the human, we're only able to see things in a very, very uh, specific lens, right? And so then when we expand out, we're able to see things with more of like what we call the observation lens or our higher self lens. And we're able to, to connect to this in different ways. But we learn from being in these different states of being So that we can see the world and see our world from differing perspectives, right? So there's this whole layered, nuanced piece of it. And I think that when we think about things like a spiritual war or think about things in terms of our own nervous system, that it's not necessarily about right or wrong or um, us or them or, you know, this idea of like separating things out. It's much more about energy. And I know I say that over and over again and someone probably just eye rolled and I'm like, well, you're listening to today is weird, first of all. So (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, you're at least slightly into these things, right? Uh, Maybe a friend is forcing you. I just saw like a friend forcing someone to watch or to listen to this in their car with them or something. Sorry. Uh So the different frequencies, vibrations, energies that are connected to things, right? So we have our own pure source energy, right? One could call it your essence or your soul. And we have beings that basically siphon energy on the world. And and we can see these beings then having built systems, right? And obviously there's a lot of systems in the United States that, that that don't work, that don't work, right? We can even go into like stolen land. We can go into all that. I'm not an expert on any of those things. So I'm not going to speak to that because I'm not an expert, right? I There are many, many ways of like understanding and seeing what is meant to be deconstructed within, (laughs) how do I describe this? Within maintaining our integrity of our energy, That's how I'm going to describe it because we are not meant to go to the thing to fix it. We are meant to observe and understand 
and change within in order to reflect that out into the world, right? Which can sound really oversimplified. I totally understand that. But this is what spiritual resourcing, the way I always like to put it, can really, really benefit all of us and help us and understand these different facets of ourselves and ourselves, like I say, that can be brought to the table for certain conversations um, that are going to be coming up. And what this can be really, really helpful for is also allowing our human brain to really get out of the way when it comes to intuition, not just gut intuition, but talking to spirit, connecting with guides, things like that. I often get clients who will say stuff like, you know, I don't really feel my guides. I can feel them when we're in a reading, but I can't really feel them. And readings really are simply that reflection or that door opening, right, to a world that already exists. I'm simply reflecting that back to you. And so different kinds of spirits really have different ways of being. And I almost did like a short video on this for um, on Instagram, but it really is really nuanced. You know, oftentimes when I share things that happen in readings, it's almost like it gets lost a little bit, right? And especially because in mediumship culture, that's how I'll put it, there was such a, a such a emphasis on validation for so many decades. Like, is it real? You know, that, I mean, we literally are birthed from the spirit world and then we leave to go to the spirit world. So it's super interesting to me, again, when people are like, oh, I don't believe in any of that. And it's like, I I don't know. I feel like that's like a little experiment itself. Like, huh, you know, (laughs) like, all right. So when it comes to these different spirits, Oftentimes what will ha- what would happen in the past is there'd be validation via their name or how they passed, something like this. And and then there'd be this sense of like a sign or symbol. And at the end of the reading, uh, readings typically I'll say, find a way to integrate cellularly this reading. And then I'll say, you know, and you can ask for validations, you know. And I've gotten wonderful texts. It's a really cool thing, you know, or, or messages that people say like, oh my gosh, then I saw this. It's lovely. However, that is simply what is coming after the energy, right? The physical world is last. It's the reflection of the energy. This is oftentimes why injuries are the last stop because pain is the last stop for the body. There was several moments, there were several moments of not listening to certain patterns that happened before the pain. And then it was like the pain was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have you listen now, right? And so when we think of different kinds of spirits, some are very connected to signs and symbols. This would be the type of spirit that comes through. And the reason I'm bringing this up today too on the podcast is because spiritual support, it can be very beneficial right now. I am not saying that that is why mediumship is important or why the work I do is important that's not centered around me. It's much more around how you're able to resource. Um, And I like using that word because it's not necessarily always connected to something like money or um, the ability to afford something, like the wording we use. It's much more about what is right here. So oftentimes in in orthobionomy sessions, I'll be like, okay, your heart wants to be in in relationship with your rib cage. They're right there. They simply want to have a conversation. And so it's a resource within that is a relationship that can be built right away. 
And this is what I love about spirit is because it is that. It's a resource within and it's a relationship that can be built right away. So it's interesting. My parents came to visit this weekend and we were talking and my dad was talking all about his ancestors and how they present themselves to me and and telling me different stories so I could quote get the story straight it was really funny um and it was just you know I was just describing his parents and how they come through and like what they want me to work with them on and ancestral work and past loved ones and readings and it's really the first time my parents have really asked me about what I do for a living and so it was really cool conversation it was lovely weekend with them and i I mentioned this. So I said, you know, his mom, Lois, I was like, you know, she's much more of signs and symbols requests. Like she wants, you know, and to be honest, she's not really signs and symbols. She talks. She just talks, 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 talks. And is almost like an entity. And I know that word gets like thrown around in this way that's not. But very, the word I would say has more, she has more density to her as a spirit. And this also connects to the fact that not in a shallow way necessarily, but she did love material things. There's 222 again. Um, She did love material things in that way. And so she'll talk to me about things. And so it's really, really interesting because then my mom's mom, Mildred, comes through as a feeling. And so we have these different ways that spirit can interact with us. And I'm getting there. But as you all know, I have roundabout ways of speaking. So <laughs> Mercury and Aquarius in the 12th house. So there is this sense, right? We have the signs and symbols. So you have the signs and symbols spirits. So this will be the spirit. You, we've probably all seen this video of these two ladies who their, I believe, mother passed. And they were like, we want, all right, show up as a cardinal when she was passing. And they're like, okay. And there's this video where this cardinal is like literally on this woman's shoulder and will not fly away. And so sometimes it's very, very obvious. I love cardinals. Birds are great to connect to. Or it can be, you know, a name, something like that. They can really drop in and give you a sign or a symbol. Um, and and what's great about this is it, it, it for the client is it like, it pulls us out of our human. That's what I like to say, where we feel this sudden overwhelm of support. Like one of the sentences I would say when people get signs and symbols is, oh, I'm not alone, right? And I want to be clear, you know, I grew up experiencing ghost entities as a medium in a very dysregulated way. You know, I was visited by, I would say, shadow entities that try to take a hold of children. You know, I had nightmares. There was a lot of trauma around this as well. So I love the haunting of Hill House because it has that psychological piece to it. And it is the frequency of your consciousness that these souls and these spirits are connecting with. So it's so funny. That's why I still laugh all the time when people say stuff like it's all in your head. I'm like, well, (laughs) if by consciousness (laughs) you mean that, right? Like there is a consciousness connection piece to that because we're all connected via our consciousness. And so they're able to like connect in with signs and symbols that are, quote, undeniable, and I always say, you you know, you really need to be in the flow of things in order to really feel that. This is why I love human design, because it's all about being in your divine flow and in your space and place, right time, right space. And you're given a chart, a tool to do that. And this is astrology too, which, is inf- which influenced human design as well. And so thinking about this 
signs and symbols can be really, really powerful for people, especially to if you are the type of person who really loves signs and symbols, ask that past level and that guide to work with you in that way then, because you're in the physical, right? And they're in the spirit and, and that's, they're meant to meet you. That's how I'll put that as well. And so with that too, you have guides and past loved ones similar to Mildred, my mom's mom, my grandmother, where she's more of a feeling. I feel her. Sometimes people will even smell their past loved one or they're like, they just feel like they're in the room. Sometimes this will happen. My guides are showing me like a chair and they're like, wow, I just feel like they're sitting there, right? Which is another peripheral vision thing that some spirits will do where you can like see a physical form and I'll talk about that too and so this feeling and sometimes it's almost like warmth or feeling in your heart these feeling spirits were similar in that way right my grandmother Mildred was very much you could feel her essence she was an Aquarius sun actually had Venus in Aquarius like I do I believe even in the 11th house And was very much in this space of feeling, you know, Um, and I, you know, unfortunately, she had Alzheimer's for most of my, you know, teen to early adulthood before she passed. But as a child, I remember just when she would come to visit, I would just like feel the warmth from her. Um, and connect to that as well. So as a spirit, she's very comforting, but not very talkative. And she was kind of quiet in general as a human uh, in physical form. So there's that essence piece to her. And again, I feel so supported when when I connect into her uh, with that as well. So the other piece too, that sometimes when you have a feeling oriented spirit, they can also be connected to an object, a thing of theirs, something like that, where you touch it and you like feel them. Um, and they can be connected to that, uh, as well. And then you have spirit and some spirits do all they're, they're like all of the above. They love to do this kind of stuff. Uh, so then you have spirits that like to connect to you with your dreams, right? So this would be a spirit that visits you in your dreams, has you connect in, 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 with you in your dreams, goes into all of that. Uh, feel, you, you almost get the sense that you just had a real, quote, real, which it was real, conversation with them. They send you themes in their dreams, messages. And sometimes it can be a reflection of our grief and can be quite intense, right? Like they'll, they'll give us a dream where they're drowning and you're like, whoa, what was that, right? There's... They're not always necessarily peaceful. They can be really disrupted um, dreams there as well. You know, and I always tell the story too of my best friend's mom and it took her about, and I wasn't fully in my mediumship uh, skills uh, when <laughs> her mom passed and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, when when she passes, I'm going to like, I'll tell you when, when she's in a dream of mine, I'm going to request it. I kept requesting, I kept requesting it. And about a year later, She's vividly in my dream. I think Malia, she had been in her dreams before that anyway. But And she was with her brother, who I think was still living at that time, actually. Um, and they literally get in this convertible. She's like, Alex, I'm fine. They get in this convertible and they ride off into the sunset, which is hilarious because it's like so funny and literal. She's a Capricorn son. It's like, going off into the sunset. <laughs> And really showed me, quote, that she's at peace, which, again, is another mediumship stereotype. Like, oh, they're at peace. They're on the other side. Are they okay? That kind of question. You know, and oftentimes spirit, they're simply on a different, they're in a different frequency. Um, 
speaking of. So you have the dream spirits and then you'll have ghosts, entities, things like this. So oftentimes people think of, and mediums talk about this a lot, and this is simply the way I see it. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Doesn't mean other mediums are right or wrong. But oftentimes you'll hear this sentiment like they're stuck. They're here. We got to open a portal, send them to the other side, open a tunnel of light, send them to the other side. You'll hear like that kind of language. And I get why that happened. I do. And I'll talk about that a little bit. However, (laughs) when we think of spirit as consciousness, right, and that everything is consciousness, that a piece of someone's spirit is caught like refracted light or their piece of their consciousness is caught in a loop similar to trauma. And it's caught in this loop that then connects to our brain and we will actually sense and feel these spirits. So these spirits are in a weird way stuck in time the way we are, but it's a refracted piece of who they were. This is also how, here we go. This is also how you can have a guide of yours be a past life version of yourself, which is really what past life work is about, is how to integrate yourself, right? And yourselves and learn from that past life, whatever quote lesson there was and to update and integrate because for some reason, just like we're funny and we like to forget so we can remember, right? (laughs) Which is just so hilarious, but here we are humans. And so similar to this, it's refracted consciousness that can then either attach or connect to humans, not only humans that are sensitive, but that are given the right amount of time space. So I will explain it more in this way. Have you ever been in a partnership with someone who maybe they had like, I'm going to use the word moody, like a moody moon, or they were always moody, or you felt depressed around them, dragged down, and you were like, ugh. I just, I love them, but oh, they're just so hard for me to be around. Their energy is draining, blah, 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 right? It's similar. If you're put connected to that for a long time, it can have impacts on you. This is why people will have nightmares or they'll have this sense of like, there's someone in my room, something like this, because these these pieces of consciousness will start to want to enact and play out their traumas. And it can be quite scary in a lot of ways because uh, it can cause depression, it can cause suicide, it can cause lots of um, uh, very intense things to happen that maybe don't feel like they're you or in your control. And that's why I'll even say to clients, like, I'm like, is all your energy yours? Like, what would it feel like to sit in your own energy for a while, right? Like, and, and how to really connect to what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours in an energetic way. Because I'm not saying these entities, this refracted consciousness is walking around trying to attach to everyone. What I will say is we do not live in an age of consciousness yet where people are clearing enough, right? It's like, it's like, this is the grossest analogy, but here my guides go. Like, it's like when you go to the bathroom right after someone and you can still kind of like tell they just went to the bathroom I always joke around like it's the worst thing ever when a toilet seat is warm (laughs) and you didn't warm it up like like you know not that I'm sitting on it but uh, (laughs) uh, so a public restroom analogy I love it so it's similar to that there's a there's it's in the air and so if we are not aware and conscious and you know what I think happens here and I'm going to say the word think there is 
there then is this sort of weird spiritual gaslighting of people to say, oh, you're not centered. You're not grounded. Oh, oops, you let that happen. And I want to say that that is extremely unethical. (laughs) If you have a practitioner mm, who is telling you things like that, that is not okay. Right? Like there is this sense of like the antidote is not the passivity. The antidote is not this thing that you're not doing. It's much more like what's the right relationship, especially if you are more sensitive to spirit. It simply means that there'll be more discernment connected for you. Right? And so what I love about this refracted consciousness is you can choose not to participate just like humans on earth who are confusing, who aren't on their path, who aren't aligned you can choose not to participate with that as well. And I know that sounds harsh, but there is very much this sense where people's true norths are really being twisted. They're being disconnected. This isn't like a psychic download. This is like watching too much Netflix kind of bullshit, right? Like there, it's not that profound of a moment. But thinking about our true north and our alignment and what we're here to do on this earth or how we're here to be, what we're here to contribute, our purpose, all of that. There's this sense of like, what is the work? You know, and I love people who don't love to use that word. Is work. (laughs) It's work. And I mean that You can do it in a loving way. You can scrub your floors and be angry the whole time and build that vibration. Or you can do it with love. And most of the time as humans, we are a little bit of both, right? Um, We are are disconnecting and then remembering. So there isn't this sudden aha moment like, oh my gosh, I've transcended. I mean, let's be real, that would be death. (laughs) Which even then, from my experience as a medium, Spirit is still very much learning um, what's going on on the other side with things as well. So and then you have the last one that's connected to this is you have spirits who move things, right? Flash the lights, move things who are possibly I find that these spirits are also more clairaudient with this as well. Um, You know, part of my dream last night, someone yelled Alex and I woke up, you know, um, Uh, which by the way, I've been having crazy intense apocalypse dreams again. So, you know, that always is like this interesting, there'll be some possible tower card moments coming up or some more disruption. But, you know, at this point we're all like, what, what level roller coaster is this? Cool. Thanks. (laughs) Um, acclimating and shifting, uh, in that way. So, you know, I think that it's, it's a lot about, you know, for those, those spirits too, they're, they're meant to, they're fun. They're funny. They, they simply mess with you. They move your keys. Uh, again, flash the lights. They'll do funny things that kind of, again, jar you out of your human to let you know there's a bigger perspective. Um, you know, they could even sometimes mess with your car, uh, mess with like, you know, anything. Spirit has so many inroads, right, with this as well. So, um, and again, some spirits can really do embody all of these things. Some really prefer. So let's say this. The reason why I want to talk about this is like, let's say someone like Mildred, who's a feeling spirit. 
let's say I said, all right, Mildred, I want you to come to the table and I want you to talk to me and I want you to give me all these signs and symbols. I want to see Mildred Street somewhere other than West Asheville, North Carolina, like or road, whatever it is. Like, I want to see more. Right. And I demanded this from her. I was like, come on, Mildred. It's almost like I'm not speaking her like spirit love language. (laughs) I'm writing that down because that is the title of the episode. (laughs) So it's almost like I'm not speaking her language or going, going into her frequency. So it's the same thing with a human. If I had a human in front of me, let's say they were more introverted, quiet, and I just was like, hey, 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 how's it going? And was super extroverted with them, they would withdraw. They don't necessarily want to engage. It's like we have to meet them at the table where they are. And it really honors them as a spirit, right? It honors my grandmother because it goes with this frequency of who she is, really. Not who she was, who she is, who she embodies, what her essence embodies. And really, you know, it's funny I say the word embodies there. It's like this cellular consciousness embodiment, right? Like that is the remembrance of that connection where they are able to live through our frequency, right? And so this is what's cool, like, because if we compare, just like we compare humans, let's say, oh, well, my grandmother gives me all these signs and symbols, and then I don't get any from my cousin Joe, right? Which someone may have a cousin Joe, there it is right there. Uh, So, you know, it's like, oh, maybe they're not at peace. Our human brain steps in and tries to explain things for spirit, which spirit every single time laughs at that. Every time, every, 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 every time, because it is kind of funny. Like, it's kind of funny that that even like brain process is happening. Like, it's like we're trying to use like a linear part of our brain to explain something that is really more, much more of a knowing, right, than a, than a, um, an explaining thing as well. Also, it's kind of boring to like feel like, oh, I've got it. Like everything is explained, right? Like let there be mystery around this too. <laughs> let there be moments where it's it, you're taken off guard by spirit, right? Where there's this like, huh, yes. Okay, thank you, right? And this is where guides can come in where they can literally assist in guiding you on some sort of path where you're aligned with where you're meant to be. And this is also when you can get into frequency codes and connect with people who are of similar frequencies to you on the path rather than shifting your frequency to meet everybody around you. So it really is this sense too that when you meet a spirit where they are, their vibration, you're able to connect more. Right. Which is kind of funny because I just said, like, don't meet everybody, you know, but it is this sense of honor, honoring the dead is how I'll put it or the spirits with that as well. So you can try this out and ask, are they signs and symbols? Are they feeling? Are they dream oriented or are they mischievous? Let's call it that. Do they want to mess with things a little bit? Um, Because these ways, you know, of being as spirit, it's like. Again, we we honor who they are. And in that way, we're able to really fully connect with them rather than this, do they exist at all? So imagine if you had a human in front of you and you're like, eh, I don't know if you exist or not. Like, how would that human respond? They'd be like, thanks, cool. Um, I'm going to go over here now. Like, right? Would they interact with you a lot if you were like, I'm not quite sure you're real, Right? And so I'm not I'm not saying everybody needs to walk around like spirit, but I am saying 
that the spiritual path on this one is a rich one, it is lovely, and it is full of support, right? And in orthobionomy, we talk about support before movement. And I really feel if we have our team, we are able to move forward. Again, it's like if you had a whole team and you just decide to do everything on your own, right? It's a group project leader who does everything. That's we're in Virgo season. We could talk about that in Virgo and Capricorn season, right? A little bit of Taurus energy there too. A little bit uh, behind the scenes though. Where it's like, I'm going to do everything in the group project. And then they hate everyone around them. And it's like, well, there were choices made. <laughs> That's my only Virgo dig, by the way, in Virgo season. Because I love you, Virgos. So, you know, we're much more than a sun sign. So thinking of really how to just like connect, right? And so if I have a human in front of me, right? And I invite them to the table, which is how I energetically connect mirror neuron-wise with all of my clients. I suspend is what I call my projections because we're human. So we're going to have projections. So what I do is I have a guide that helps me suspend these things so that I meet the human in front of me rather than projecting an idea or a story of who they are and going through with that. And this comes from being myself projected upon again 5-1 in, in human design and also a psychic people tend to project a lot on psychics and when I decided to let go of the energy of explaining who I was to people that was huge <laughs> so but as a practitioner it is my job to understand that that is unethical to project onto my clients because well that's I don't know why do I, I don't even need to explain it it's unethical full stop And so when we go into this like disconnect to reconnect in our world, this is where you're getting language from people around the matrix and around all of that and around where and how you want to engage because there is this sense of what do we go back to every single time? Energy. What is the energy around it? What is the connection to the energy around it? Because when we are in the pure energy of something, we then too can understand how we want to orient our own energy to it as well. And in this way, again, we can feel supported. Um, We can feel supported in how we orient to our world, understanding other people's perspectives, all of that good stuff as well. And so then when you have the, the, the spirit or, you know, the analogy I was using, the human, the client in front of you, you know, if you project onto the spirit, well, oh, they were always like this, right? Spirit will like laugh and roll their eyes sometimes when they're like, well, it sounds like that's what they wanted to be. And I'm like, maybe that's who they're embodying and who they are as a spirit. Like maybe their consciousness is shifting in that way, you know? And this is about updating the conversation with people around us, ourselves, and with spirit as well. And I bring this up too because like personally, you know, um, you know, a lot of this happens with my parents, right? My parents have just chilled the fuck out way more when they, as they've gotten older. And if I really hold on to resentments I had when I was younger or images I had when I was younger, right, I'd miss out on getting to know my parents as they are today, right? And so there's this piece where to me, when people, quote, don't believe in spirit, don't connect to spirit, ba 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 I simply feel like there's a whole house full of things that they're missing out on, right? It's like they go through half the aquarium and they are like, oh, those squids, those jellyfish are too weird. I'm not going through that part of the aquarium. 
And I'm like, but that's like the best part. That's the most magical part, you know, because that's my value. And they're like, nah, I don't want to go. And I'm like, perfect. That's the choice you make. You're going to miss out, right? And so this also is very, very connected to, you know, I'll have clients where a spirit is like really frustrated, like that they can't communicate anymore. Um, And they can't communicate to their loved ones anymore. And they can't, you know, there's no inroad. And they've tried multiple times. And it's similar in our human. If, If you have someone in front of you and you're not listening to them, you're not communicating, you're not developing right relationship, that human's going to be like, cool, I'm done. I've put in the effort. I'm, I got to go now. Like they're not going to continue to come back into some sort of dysfunction. And that is the right relationship. It's not a matter of whether spirit is real or not. It's more a matter of what your relationship is to it. And that's it. And so when we think about all of this coming up to, we think about our nervous system and we get into these next couple of months, Right. It's like, where are you spiritual resourcing? Where are you able to connect with all of your 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 people? Uh, right. Or, in, you know, uh, consciousness so that you can really feel anchored in your own energy and your own thoughts and your own connection so that it's not that you you, you aren't getting programmed. You aren't getting pulled into different uh, uh things right that that pull us uh out of our our integrity really what we're talking about is energetic integrity in this episode too because if we have the integrity of our own energy and that's what a lot of people are trying to get to when they say grounded right we are all made completely differently too like if we just go into my astrology chart i've talked about this a lot i have no earth in my chart except chiron and Um, A few of my asteroids are in Earth signs. My Chiron's in Taurus. So it's like there really isn't a lot of Earth. I am really very, but my, my, I have lots of cardinal air and fixed air in my, in my, in my chart. So there is that directive energy, right? There's a lot of fire and air actually. And so there's this sense of, You know, you get someone around me who's like, okay, like we got to ground her, right? This would happen in orthobionomy training all the time. It's not news to anyone who did training with me. There's something called phase four structure. And I felt like a comforter that was trying to be put into a tiny little box. And it was uncomfortable. And it always, quote, spun my nervous system out. And this would happen when it was this like under the pretense of grounding, right? And I always joke around. What do you do to kids when you're upset with them, right? You ground them (laughs) because there's this sense of taking something away. And I know that it is with good intention that a lot, oftentimes people will talk about grounding, like, oh, put your feet in the grass, go get grounded. But it also doesn't honor how we are like innately connected to the world in this way. So when someone tells me to ground in that way, it's a projection of an idea of what they think groundedness means to them. It is not, it is rarely an idea of what groundedness is to me. So I'm a double Pisces. I'm a professional psychic media. <laughs> like I, I'm, I am Vata. I live and breathe there, right? And that's not to say that that's always in balance, but 
It's like honoring that right relationship of where I am, honoring where I am and being like, okay, what would groundedness look like to me, right? And that typically is actually running a back dimension with my spine and connecting with like proprioception of like the air on my skin. It has nothing to do with like a cord in the earth or some sort of like projected psychic idea that people hear from like, I don't know, their psychic school. It, it, there's this sense that like one size fits all when it comes to some of this stuff. And it's really aggravating because it's all about developing relationship. And when we're in relationship, we are then able to like sense and feel things in a way that connects us to ourself and ourselves and our soul and our essence. And so it's really, really fascinating to me to see, right? And we have the projected upon reality, which I've talked about a lot, like this idea of reality and this idea like, well, what's real and what's not? You know, who's to say dreams aren't real, right? Dreams are very real. Who's to say we aren't connecting to different realms every single night, whether you remember them or not? Who's to say we aren't connecting and interacting with parallel lives, parallel universes on a constant basis, right? But we filter it through some sort of prefrontal cortex moment where we're like, oh, okay, this is real. This phone in front of me, this these tarot cards in front of me are real because I can touch and see them, right? That's connecting to our five senses, which is this reality that we've been told and projected upon is the supreme reality. It's a little bit like saying... Uh, that, what I just said, <laughs> is that the supreme reality? That's the question we we can start to ask ourselves, especially throughout, you know, like, again, my therapist likes to say the toothpaste is out of the tube. There's a lot of toothpaste out of the tube now. It's like, okay, we've crossed these thresholds. Now what? There is no going back. And I mean that in a really positive way, because as we move forward, we're able to then connect to new, quote, realities. You know, if I legit, let's say in my physical form, time traveled, right, and had like my cell phone with me somewhere where the cell phone wasn't invented, they would probably think that, you know, I'm some magical human or some alien, or maybe they would think I'm the devil, right? Like something like that, you know, but let's be real. If we're always remembering all of this technology has already existed and we're simply revisiting it now and we're being given to it in physical form, this technology always exists in the ethers. That's why I think it's funny too when people are like, oh, telepathy isn't real. And I'm like, oh, okay, because you've been told it's not real, right? Where is the connection to, you know, like these realities that, quote, it is real? I mean, one of the great, one of the best examples, it's super simple, is yesterday I had a client, I was talking, we were talking about our dogs, and I was like, oh, and I had this thought, I was like, man, I said it aloud to my client, I was like, ow, we haven't trained our dogs in a while, that's so weird. And I had this client from 435. And at 520, I had Tom figured out. I, I came home and he was like, oh, Boo Boo's tired. And I was like, oh, why is Boo Boo so tired? And he was like, oh, it's because I did training with them. And I was like, when did that thought occur? And he goes, five, like 520? I think that's when I did it. And so no texting, no nothing. It was just a visual of it. Like, huh, we haven't trained them in a while. Tom got that little hit and then he trained the dogs. Like, and they were tired. And it sounds so simple, but we don't 
exercise these things and note these things, we dismiss them. And so therefore that energy is like, oh, okay, that was a coincidence. It's like, oh, well, all right, what if, what if we can continue this connection? How does that look? How does that feel? Right? And this is what I love about like that sense of possibility that we're connected to where we're not really necessarily and this is a judgment, so, but can always open to those things. And that's really like the joy of mediumship and of, of psychic mediumship. Because again, like I always say, we're all psychic, we're all mediums. So it's even funny that I even say that I'm a psychic medium. It's like saying I'm a human being. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's very much about like, what does that look like for you in your life? And how does it speak to you? It's like if you had a therapist, that just like wasn't on the same page as you, what would you do? You'd get a new therapist, right? It's similar. Speak to spirit the way you also want to be, you know, connected to it. You know, maybe it's numbers, numerology, it's astrology, some way to esoterically connect so that you can really feel that support, which I've said a million times in this podcast, but it really is about the support piece for people as well. Um... Okay, I think I've probably talked enough, talked your ears off. It's so funny to do this on my own because it's like <laughs> there isn't the back and forth. Uh, I do have a few people lined up for guests and I do apologize for being such a slacker when it comes to the podcast. Um, you know, I really like to direct my energy as much as possible to being present with clients and, and being connected to them. So um that's my priority. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't mean I won't, you know, be able to reprioritize. Uh, that's like in human design, my all my arrows, arrows point right. And one of them's consistent, inconsistent energy. So, you know, it's that sense of um, engagement and, and, and where to connect our energy to. So, you know, we're all learning that, all in that connection. Anyways, thank you for listening. I hope everyone's doing well out there. And if you have any ideas for things that you want me to channel or talk about that possibly Rhea and I or I haven't talked about with a, a guest, um, please let me know. Shoot me a message on IG or text me or something because, yeah, I'd love to, love to, you know, hear about some topics as well. All right. Take care, y'all.